My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste, to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believe that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked upon his lowly servant. From this day, All generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm and has scattered the proud in their conceit. He's cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. The Gospel of the Lord. In recent years, there's been a renewed energy in the feminism movement. At its core, feminism's primary goal is for advocating equality between the two sexes, men and women. And historically, we can see how how wrongs were addressed through the pioneers, the, the followers and supporters, from securing women's right to vote gaining accessibility and opportunity for different jobs and education, and advocating for fair and just wages. More recently, with the Me Too movement, many brave women have come forward and and shared stories publicly of sexual harassment or assault by public officials and politicians and celebrities and athletes, which have brought a lot of painful realities that had been ignored and, and somewhat astonishingly tolerated and accepted to light. The Me Too movement then morphed into Time's Up, where all those atrocities and those who committed them were finally being held accountable. One outgrowth, though, has been this way to try to encourage women to embrace their dignity and their potential and their belief in themselves through 
positive, affirming messages that encourages girls and young women and women in general just to tap into something deep within themselves for, for confidence, for acceptance of their beauty as coming from within, no matter what our image-obsessed culture dictates. And two examples that have come up in recent campaigns that you probably have seen and heard pretty regularly have been, if you can see her, you can be her. And she believed she could, so she did. Those messages being so heavily promoted kept coming to mind in anticipation of today's feast. It strikes me that those words are even more powerfully realized in the Blessed Virgin Mary, who we celebrate in a particular way today. This solemnity of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary commemorates how at the end of her earthly life, Mary was taken body and soul into heaven. This event isn't found explicitly in Scripture, but is a belief that's been passed down from the very early church, who recognized and reflected on Mary's unique role and her place in the life of Jesus. First, we believe Mary was free from original sin, which we celebrate in December, on December 8th with the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. Since Jesus was holy and sinless, he was God who became man in Mary's womb. So God had cleansed her of original sin in anticipation of his coming. So at the end of her earthly life, she wouldn't have experienced the, the corruption of the body that comes from death, one of the effects of the original sin which will be fully vanquished at the end of time. So basically, Mary got the advanced graces of baptism that we received and experienced the resurrection of the body that all of us hope for. That's not to say that Mary's being assumed into heaven, body and soul at her death doesn't have any biblical evidence. The first reading for today comes from the book of Revelation, which was this vision given to St. John. And St. John talks about the Ark of the Covenant being seen. Sadly, for for many Catholics, hearing the Ark of the Covenant, the bulk of their knowledge comes of the Ark from Steven Spielberg, Harrison Ford, and that film, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Suffice it to say, the film did get some aspects right. The Ark contained the Ten Commandments given by God to Moses, as well as some manna that heavenly bread that sustained the Israelites on their journey to the promised land, as well as the the priestly rod of Moses' brother Aaron. Those three things contained in this sacred heart, the holiest of holy things for the people of God, were their concrete reminders of God's presence that they, they carried with them throughout their time of wandering in the desert until they finally entered the promised land and eventually built the temple. Because of Israel's falling into sin, they lost the promised land. The the promised land was conquered. The people were exiled. And ultimately, the, the temple was destroyed. Well, the ark had been removed and was hidden by the prophet Jeremiah, who promised it that it would be found when God in his mercy gathered all the people once again. So John saying in today's reading that he saw God's temple in heaven open and the ark being seen, and then he immediately describes it as a woman giving birth. And we come to identify that new ark as Mary. Her womb contained Jesus, the Word of God incarnate, 
which replaces the stone tablets of the Ten Commandments. Jesus, who is the eternal high priest, surpassing the priest Aaron. And Jesus, the bread of life, which as we've been hearing in the gospel the last few Sundays, is greater than the manna. It's his flesh and blood given to us in the Eucharist. So we see in those, those references this biblical illusion of Mary being the new ark of the new covenant and having so faithfully responded to his call throughout her life, we see how God would have desired to protect and distinguish Mary at the end of her earthly life. And so God has raised her up, not just physically into heaven and spiritually as our our queen mother, but has given her as the primary example of the perfect disciple. And so we can say, if you can see her, you can be her. Because the Blessed Mother teaches us to recognize that our true dignity comes not from what other fellow human creatures say or tell us that we are or are not, but in recognizing what Mary says so beautifully in that gospel, the Almighty has done great things for me. Yes, in creating us out of nothingness, out of pure love in his own image, God has done great things for us. Mary teaches us to to realize our potential, our belief, doesn't just come from some internal self-reflection, but can be found in believing what was spoken to us by the Lord. Who we are, whose we are, what our vocation in life is all tied to the Lord. And like Mary, believing that if we remain tied and focused on Him, it will be fulfilled. And Mary teaches us to come to know and to testify that the source for true beauty comes from the greatness of the Lord that shines when my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, that he favors us too. We're invited today to recognize in the Blessed Virgin Mary, our mother, the perfect model of discipleship, who was open and attentive and obedient to God's word, and for us to keep her in focus, to remember her, to imitate her, so that in a way, if you can see her, you can be her. Not solely because of her action, but because she believed she could, and so she did. She believed she could trust in God and respond to his calls for her life, and so she did become his mother and ours as well.